Welcome back to the Asian Conservative Lawyer. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. And um, th- this this is honestly disgusting. This is beneath the Democrat Party. I mean, this is the most abhorrent, disgusting thing I have ever heard coming from politicians. I mean, this is like, this is way below the Democrat Party. And Democratic Party is like, you know, I've talked about Democrat Party in detail. In fact, this is what this channel's all about, is me just ripping on the Democrat Party and giving my opinion on it. But this, this takes not only the cake, this takes the entire freaking bakery of depravity, of being the biggest loser, and not the show. I'm talking about just being... An, an evil, evil individual. So the Democrat Party has proposed, and I say that because it's a Democrat-run Senate, and, you know, and unfortunately, they they came up with this. And I'm sorry, I think something's going on with my dishwasher, but um, this is just, this is sickening, all right? This is completely sickening. This is even worse than the article I've read this morning about how this in, this criminal paralyzed an individual and the judge released this individual on half bail. I mean, the bail was $200,000 and he made bail $100,000. But, and even though the individual was, you know, stalked for 23 miles and then he paralyzed her, um, this, this just takes the cake. This is why... I don't understand why people vote for the Democrat Party. I really don't understand how you can possibly entertain the idea of voting for the Democrat Party. But this is what they want to come up with, okay? They are saying that we should get rid of disability payments to veterans if they make a certain amount of money. And it's not the individual, okay? Even that is just a little bit depra- has some depravity. No, no, no. It's the household, the entire household. So say your uncle that fought in Vietnam, all right, exposed to Agent Orange, lost both of his legs. Okay, I know this is an extreme case, but most veterans in Vietnam have a uh, have like something from Agent Orange. All right. Now let's say that we're going to total extreme. They lost both their limbs. Okay, and he lives in a house, all right? His wife has been a nurse for, you know, let's say 40 years, all right? And he, she's getting, you know, she still wants to work because she just likes to work. And she's also enjoying that retirement pension, all right? Let's say that. And, you know, you're part of kind of the baby boomer generation. You have five kids, All right. This veteran has five kids. All right. So one hundred thousand dollars plus the retirement fund. Okay, And let's say the retirement is two thousand dollars a month. So let's say about twenty four thousand dollars a year. So one hundred twenty four thousand dollars. Now, let's say your five kids, um, two of them went and became successful, live in their own house, have their own kids and all this other stuff. Let's say three of them have um are struggling a little bit so they move back home right they still have jobs they're not total scumbags you taught them well or this veteran taught them well 
And so they make the bare minimum. Let's say $30,000 a year, all right? I mean, that's not really the bare minimum. That's a pretty good salary. But let's say $30,000. So the household makes 124 plus 30, 60, 90. So over $200,000, okay? $200,000. That veteran that's not working loses all his benefits. Loses all of it. Loses all of it because apparently if you make more than $130,000, the household, not the individual veteran, the entire household, $130,000, if that's made, then it's gone. The veteran's entitlement to disability is completely gone. Now, what kind of scumbag do you have to be to literally get rid of disability payments because of a household making money. Now, let's say that this veteran is, you know, did the right things, all right? Went to school, got his own business, started off making, you know, a lot of money. And his gross income is like, let's say his business, well, 750000 Gross, okay? And he probably pockets $120,000. Now, his wife is like, hey, you know, he makes a lot of money. Um, he runs the business. I'm going to, you know, pretty much watch the kids. All right? And she doesn't work. That veteran just loses all that money. Okay? $130,000. And let's keep that scenario going where the, he has, you know, he's a newer veteran, so his kids aren't all grown up yet. Um, let's say you, he has one 16-year-old um one 12-year-old and one 8-year-old, okay? Let's say three kids. That's kind of average in the United States. Three kids. Those are the ages. The 16-year-old um, works for his dad, all right? So that money isn't going. Like that, that disability is not coming to him because he made over $130,000 because to the government if you make 750 or you make $130,000 or more they could take away the you don't get any more disability benefits now you know what really irks me about this the the thing that really really irks me and pisses me off is that we are now in debates about giving half a trillion dollars to Ukraine okay to fight their war and the ones that, you know, the veterans that sacrificed themselves to fight in your war, you don't give a shit about. You don't give a fuck about. In fact, now you're all pissed off that Uganda has said that we're going to prosecute gay people. So all of a sudden, it's their business, but we don't give a fuck about the veterans. No, fuck you. You served your country. Hey, go fuck yourself. The, the gay people in Uganda deserve more than you, okay? And I've been in the military, and you, there is a lot of people that have done a lot of sacrifices, okay? People say that I've done a lot of sacrifices, and yes, I can say that I have because I can feel a lot of different things that sh I shouldn't have felt at 25 when I got out. 25 should be at your prime, and I was already having back pain, I mean, and now just imagine me at 60. Like, I, I'm afraid of hitting 60 years old. And then, you know, I'm going to be, like, completely disabled. 
I mean, if my if I'm having pain now at 25 years old, and I'm not 25, but when I was having pain at 25 years old, can you imagine what that leads to? I mean, people like football players, okay? Box, uh, boxers, you know, professional boxers, they're now suffering the consequences of things that they were doing in their 20s and their teenage years, okay? Like pinched nerves, all this other stuff. So I can tell you that we sacrifice a lot in our terms of our body. Now, some people gave their lives, and that's unfortunate, okay? But everyone in the military gives up something. I mean... One of my buddies, he has gray hair, just completely. I have gray hair now, but he, his whole head is full of gray hair, and he's only 30. He's in his 30s. Now, you can argue that it comes from genetics and stuff, sure, but it's also stress. There's also a lot of stress. I mean, I want, to picture, I want you guys to picture a normal day in the military, okay? And... There's a lot of videos like infographics did something like every day in the Marine Corps or an average day in the Marine Corps. And it's kind of tame, but it's not really like so say you wake up, you're going to wake up around 430. You're going to get ready to uh, meet outside at five in the morning to go PT. OK, um, it depends on your command. So usually the minimum is like three days a week. So Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Um, so you do an hour PT, um, it depends on who, who's going to be, you know, leading the PT. Sometimes you have really motivated people that will sprint, do sprints with like, you know, 90 pound ruck packs and it, you know, it's very painful. Um, sometimes you get those guys. Sometimes you get someone that's just like a brisk walk, but everyone PTs differently. So that's the issue. And yes, we're supposed to be a unit. So I don't, you know, it's not necessarily I mind that, but it does cause problems. Like you have a sprinter that's running my pace, you know, a slow man's pace. He's going to mess up his knees. He's going to break shins. I mean, he's going to get shin splints. Or you have, you know, a PT person like the ruck pack you know, carrying weights uphill, running it, you know, back and forth, doing like bear crawls. And you have this 90 pound year old or 90, not year old, 90 pound girl who's carrying all this because, you know, you got to have uh, equivalence to everything. So she's going to carry the same amount of weight and she's going to mess herself up. I mean, it's just how it is. But so you do you go work out. Six o'clock comes, they usually let us out, and then you, we have to be at work by seven, usually. So we go eat chow at the chow hall. Um, there's usually a big line because everyone's going to work, and you know, but you get, you get your food pretty quickly, right? Um, it's not terrible food, it's not great food, it's like right in between, you know? If you got, if you have like friends that work it in the kitchen, they might hook you up a little bit, you know? Throw some seasoning in your eggs or, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, it's not bad food. So you get that food done. Go to work. Um, it's usually until 11 or 12. And then depending on your command, some commands don't even get a lunch. 
Like some some places do not get a lunch. Um, when I was in Chicago, I didn't get a lunch. It was they kind of teased about it and said Chow is continuous in the field. So we didn't get a lunch. We just kind of you know went and kept working. Um, and you get you go to lunch. Um, some commands like to take a long lunch, like an hour and a half. All right, which sounds pretty good. So an hour and a half for lunch. Um, you could go to the chow hall, but usually you have to walk to the chow hall, which is like a mile away, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it kind of sucks when you're just really hungry. So you go to the chow hall, or a lot of us just went to bed. We went upstairs to our barracks room, we went to sleep for about an hour, took a nap, and then headed back to work. And then you go to work, you continue your day-to-day operation. It depends on your MOS or your job or rate or whatever you want to call it. And you get off when they feel like you're going to get off. So sometimes the commanding officer wants to, you know, pass something down. So you're going to have to wait for him to get off his numerous meetings, which is like six, seven o'clock at night. Um, Sometimes I've been held till 10, but usually like at six o'clock, five, six o'clock, you get you get to go home. Um, and then you repeat the day. Unless you have something called duty. So duty varies. It could be once every three days, once every six days, once every nine days, once a month. I mean, some duties are great where you only have once a month and you just stay for one hour. Some duties are terrible, which is like once every other day. And you have to stay for like 12 hours. And that's just... Sometimes that just gets miserable. And it gets tiring. And it... So... What I'm getting at is even all that stuff, and as tedious as it sounds, which it is, I'm not going to deny that, it is very stressful because you don't get to just sit back and relax because you don't know what's going to happen next. Like, hey, I'm going to go home. Well, no, you're not because the commanding officer or the battalion commander has to talk to you and uh, pass down some things. Or you have to do this training, which, you know, military guys, we get shafted on training. Um, Like civilian employees, you get training like, you know, the sexual harassment, sexual assault, all this other stuff. Military likes to cover their butt all the time. All right. So when I mean you're going to get like a sexual harassment training, uh, sexual harassment in the workplace or sexual assault in the workplace, you will probably get it at least once a week. And I'm not kidding. Sometimes you'll get it twice a week. And then fraternization, um, hazing, like, you know, all that other stuff. In in a normal employee setting, you probably get that like once a year, okay? You probably get like, hey, don't, you know, if she says no, she says no. Or he says no, he says no. Um, don't be, you know, dating people inside your workplace. I mean, you can in the civilian world. They don't care, but... In the military world, it's kind of frowned upon, um, unless you guys knew each other prior, but I digress. So it is a lot of stress, and that stuff just builds over time, especially the sleep schedule. So when I was in Chicago, my sleep schedule was wake up at 3 in the morning, go to work at 4, and get off at 2. So... Um, We didn't do PT, but we didn't have time to do PT or, you know, do lunch. Um, So it was just four to two every day. 
And then when I went to, you know, overseas, it was like that 6 a.m. schedule, which is the normal schedule in the military. And then when I went to uh, Florida, it was the really easy, like nine to five kind of position. But not every military place will get that. Most of them will have that six to um, six type of hours. So it is very stressful. But and. A lot of people get issues with that, okay? Stress hurts your body. There is good stress, but being constantly berated with stress and not having the ability to sleep, it really messes you up. Like, you start to hallucinate. You just start to be different in your mood. I mean, you could ask a lot of people, a lot of my friends, um, they, they will tell you, like, if I don't sleep and I don't get sleep... Um, it it just it just becomes you know a problem for me because and the workplace because i'm just like i it's just a bad attitude and i just give that vibe off where people are like yeah i don't want to be near you i don't want to talk to you and i don't want to work with this kind of you know negativity um that's not to say i'm not negative but you get my you get my point so anyway going back so Yes, the Democrat Party doesn't give a shit about Americans. They don't care. Oh, you make $130,000 per household? And I will give you this last example, all right? Let's say you're a veteran, all right? And say you have a average job, all right? Let's say it is $40,000, $50,000 a year salary. Um, and... Let's say your wife, she makes forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, you're a younger couple. You have three kids. Let's two or three kids. Um, and let's say your mom or your wife's mom or your husband's mom, your you know a mom, is living with you guys, and you know she's retired now, but she's just living there to help out with the kids, help with the household and stuff like that. So her retirement pension is, you know, the $24,000, okay? $24,000. And let's say she has, you know, a part-time job making like $16,000. She, you know, she just wants to work. Not too bad. Um, $16,000. You're still over. So you don't get that... Um, disability check anymore unless you make 100 unless you make less than $134,000. So this is sickening in all aspects. And you know, on my final note is besides screwing over veterans that have given a lot for this country, given a lot for the United States, given a lot for other countries as well. We give all of a sudden, we want to pass. AOC complained that the other day that we should allow health care because health care is a right to give to the illegal immigrants when they cross over the border. I, I want you guys to think about this. Think about what they're doing to you. Okay? Think about it. And tell me. Tell me in the comments. You know, write me an email because I do read those emails. Write me an email saying... Why you think this is okay? And it's okay to, you know, give illegal immigrants 
free healthcare and free housing and now cell phones. Tell me how that's okay. Okay? Tell me. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I had to say something because this was the most heinous thing I have heard in a very, very long time. And I am just livid about this. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.